it's flashback week on Hysteria 51. Monday through Friday this week the Meat Sacks are releasing one of their favorite past episodes of the show. On Friday there will be a post where you can vote for your favorite episode of the week. One person who voted will be picked at random for a prize pack so make sure to hop on Hysteria Nation if you like crap from shitty podcasts. I hope you lose. And now, on with the show. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that doesn't always get Joe Peck, but when it does... Joe! Joe! What are you doing here? <laughs> More importantly, where have you been? And most importantly, why the hell are you in my seat? All valid questions. <laughs> so answer them. I'm afraid I can't do that, John. Don't be an ass, dude. Just tell me where you've no, been. No, dude, I literally can't tell you because I don't know. Um. Huh. Okay. All right. We'll get back to that in a second. But first, we've got a show to do. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that's never been in a shower of meat. But one can dream. This is Hysteria 51. Wasn't shower of meat your nickname in college? See, now that is a golden joke. He's good and good at it. That's perfect. <laughs> Execution. It's beautiful. I'm not sure perfect is the word I'd use. We are broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. I'm your host, John Goforth, and sitting across from me is my co-host and the Johnny Depp to my Abraham Lincoln, Mr. Brent Hand. I don't even get that reference, John, but I'll take it, I guess. I mean, have you seen the bow? The pictures of both men i think that comparison is astute the comparison is that they were both born in kentucky oh. <laughs> i wasn't talking about their looks oh. one is a lecherous drunk the other is arguably the greatest president in our nation's history that's the comparison well, i was making I, and i am better looking so i do agree I've never heard a comparison more relative. That other voice you're hearing is the third host of this show and the only one that literally doesn't have a heart. He's the one, the only conspiracy bot. I don't have one figuratively either. Don't confuse people with your sloppy adverbs. I built C-Bot <laughs> in my lab to help write and produce a show, and apparently he does no grammar. But unfortunately, he doesn't do any of the work. He's just an asshole. Hashtag truth. But today I did do some work. I have a song. Nope. No time for your shenanigans right now. I need to get back to... Pecker! Pecker! His name is Pecker. Oh, boy. Yep. Back to you. Joe, welcome back, I, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I want to get back to your explanation about why you're here, where you've been, etc., etc., etc. John, I, I, I feel like it couldn't be more clear. Based on the explanation I gave you earlier, like, <laughs> well, please, please elucidate. Don't, don't. I, I do not know where I've been the last three months. I woke up here in the studio after I thought I heard Kyle say something in in a dream, beckoning me. Um, you weren't <laughs> around, but the show must go on, man. So I decided to just kick off an episode. Do you even know what topic you were going to do? Define topic. <laughs> And that's why we bring him back, folks. <laughs> uh, do I uh, do I ever have a topic? Glad you're here. Glad trash bags. Bag. 
British announcer guy. She's muffins. Shut the fuck up, Kyle. Joe, is this one of the things where you get way too drunk and just show up on my porch? Well, just seem to be there all the time waiting on my porch. Hey, it's a fair question because waiting is one of the most common activities I take part in. <laughs> um, but in this case, the waiting was, uh, you know, was done over a, a multi-month period of of not being around you guys. And I don't know, man, here, here I am. I literally can't remember the last three months. So I woke up right over here. And, and you heard Kyle. That's not terribly uncommon. Like hearing Kyle in my dreams, but uh, <laughs> I, I think it's kind of like a memory of a dream. It's really, it's difficult to recall and it's fading fast. Total recall. Mars, my AARs, my AARs. Lady with Brown three. Kyle. Go somewhere else, dude. Playing Somewhere Else by Toby Keith on Amazon Music. <laughs> He's been hanging out with Alexa way too much, Brent. Anyway, Joe, since you're here, I guess you should go ahead and stay for the whole show. Oh, where else would I go to to conduct business? <laughs> <laughs> business. <laughs> well, welcome back, man. Uh, while you were gone, uh, lots of things have happened, and yet, kind of nothing's happened. Yeah, the show's been much better, and no one asked about you, and uh, that's pretty much the 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 gist. Well, let's okay. All right, let's be fair. There is this weird undercurrent in Hysteria Nation. That's our Facebook discussion group. If you haven't been there, go on Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Preach. Uh, but on, there's a weird undercurrent on our Facebook discussion group uh, of of Joe Alkalites that are constantly, uh, "Where's Joe? Why isn't Joe back?" There's some reviews. Uh, now, are they uh, on alkalites iTunes. or acolytes? Because alkalites seem like they're they're like acidic and they they. Tear. Yeah, I'm going with that. Keep going. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's probably closer I, to the truth. I, I, I don't think you guys understand the definition of the word weird i'm pretty sure the word you're looking for is understandable oh sure sure so yeah there's this weird subgroup that are like actual joe peck fans and they've been they've been disturbed by your absence we however haven't been and they are an undertow like you said because they will drag you down with them (laughs) jokes are best when you have to explain them to everyone that's that's when you know it's good uh, so welcome back, Joe. Uh, we're we're semi glad you're here um, for today, at least. I mean, you probably won't be welcome back to the show after this. Mm. Uh, but but I'm not feeling very welcome today, frankly. Oh well, gosh, are your feelings hurt? Mm-hmm. Do you need a uh, significantly? Uh, yeah. Do you need Do you need a shoulder to cry I, on? I'm worried about him. He's drinking a Diet Mountain Dew, and I don't think I've ever mm. seen him in here drink anything non-alcoholic. <laughs> Where's his alcohol mixed with alcohol? Well, they, he turned them into alkalites. The alkalites are are partaking. <laughs> um, all right, fellas, let's talk meteorology. Okay, I thought you'd never ask. I've been working on my like green screen. There, John. <laughs> been working on my green screen skills so that I can point north, south, east, and west. Uh, we got a nor'easter coming yeah. in. <laughs> all right, nor'easter. Hey, nor'easter. <laughs> <laughs> Now, everyone has their favorite meteorological events. Some love a, a thunderstorm. Well, a, let's, I guess a non-threatening thunderstorm. I one. love to turn uh, one of those on and fall asleep. Like, yeah. literally with my, uh, unfortunately, Alexa. Lord knows what it's whispering to me in the sl- in my slumber, but yeah. Yeah, well, so you, you like those. Uh, uh, some people, you know, a thunderstorm especially, you, you think about like the time of year, like in the dead of summer where like there's no wind and all of a sudden it blows in out of the west or whatever. And then there's Why all- is it always out of the west? Have you ever noticed that? That's just heat lightning. Don't worry about it. Uh, you know, barometric pressure. Okay. Yeah. Reasons. And, Reasons. And, uh, 
and uh, sorry, uh, uh, the, the, the dew point. Sorry, the dew point. Uh, the the system cut out while we were explaining that perfectly. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't have time to go back through that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm ho- hoping you understand now, Joe. Uh, other other folks uh, other folks love a, a snow shower Christmas morning to have a white Christmas, and and yet others can think of nothing cozier than than the kind of like a rainy and overcast fall day. You know, snuggle up with a good book and a cup of tea or whatever. But for my money, you know what my favorite is? Golden showers. <laughs> Nope, nope. Mm. Shit, I lost that bet then. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that awful, awful guess. My favorite is a Kentucky meat shower. Now, I would be a part of many more Kentucky meat showers, John, but I'm just not flexible enough, and I don't know anyone missing two fingers. I don't even know where to go with that. Uh, I, my, my assumption is that what you think a Kentucky meat shower is wrong. But let me let me set you straight. Uh, you might ask what one is. You came to the right place. It's our topic this week. I bet Urban Dictionary's <laughs> definition of a Kentucky meat shower and what we're going to tell them about the real Kentucky meat shower are vastly different, if mm. I had to guess. You've never yeah. been in a rusty trombone before? No, and to tell you the truth, I don't even know where to rent a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not after I lost my deposit oh, the last boy. time. <laughs> All right. Well, a real Kentucky meat shower was a, was a supposed meteorological event. But uh, I don't. I, are we saying supposed? This is a this is a fact that no, happened. Supposed that it was meteorological oh, in nature. Oh, there it is. Okay, it okay, is. okay. I now think, you're tracking. Yeah, unlike most things involving you two, like this is not hypothetical. Yeah this this really <laughs> happened, and um, <laughs> you're gonna find out. It was quite. Tasty. I just caught that. You're like, hey, Uh, (laughs) oh, all right. Story time, kids. The date is March 3rd, 1876, almost exactly 144 years prior to the release of this episode. 12 squared, 12 squared. Yes, Kyle. Thank you. Uh, Wow. He's he's getting that's that that was actually decently intelligent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, on this fateful 19th century day, a farmer's wife named Mrs. Crouch is outside her farmhouse in Bath County, Kentucky, making soap. As one is to do, because it's the 1800s in Kentucky. What else are you going to do? Well, it's also Bath County. You yeah. got to have some soap. <laughs> she, I think she lived next door to uh, whoever was making rubber duckies. First rule of meat showers is you don't talk about meat showers. Shut up, Kyle. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, we need we need new robots. Uh, it's around el- it's around eleven a.m. and something strange happened. There's not a cloud in the sky, and yet inexplicably it starts raining. Meat, man, don't you just hate when that happens? Yeah. <laughs> or love. I mean, I suppose depending on the meat of choice. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. The, the heavens poured forth a bounty of animal flesh onto Mrs. Crouch's lawn and beyond. No one should mess with Mrs. Crouch, especially when she's in Bath County making soap. I mean, this sounds like a, a bad Mad Lib it's- or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it started raining meat. <laughs> well, and, and for the record, the other thing that makes this just sound so fake, even though it's not fake, all the research I did. Couldn't find one example of someone saying her first name. It was always Mrs. Crouch. <laughs> well, she was a spinster. So does <laughs> she even right. need a name? She didn't have one. I mean, it was really Rich Crenshaw. She was the, uh, 20, no kids, not unmarried. She's <laughs> she's like the she's like the opposite of the royals who don't have last names. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Uh, but they do. You people say Windsor. It's not Windsor. They don't go by it. 
Both of them. They also just decided it. Like, I don't (laughs) care if you're royal. You can't just one day be like, like, hey, by the way, my last name is Windsor. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. It was German until they decided that maybe it didn't look good to be German. And they go, And we have the requisite reference to the Nazis. Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) My last name is uh, Tough Cool Guy. Is there any chance the meat that was raining down was schnitzel? Well, here's the thing, and here's the good thing about this, is you know it was a very 1800s time in Kentucky, because Mrs. Crouch and her husband, she wasn't a Spencer, are said to have looked on in fear as they thought God was exacting some sort of, one can only uh, think, delicious revenge on them. Like, was that one of the seven plagues? (laughs) Like, is oh. it locust? No, it's, the eighth. it's brown swagger. The little they, known eighth. <laughs> brown swagger. I have some in my fridge right now. I love it. They, I love brown swagger. They, uh, so they were frightened, but there was one member of the family that wasn't. Their cat, uh, I'm assuming, who was named Chairman Meow. I don't, I don't believe that it's for likely. a second. Uh, By the I, way, I, I'd probably say I'm going to throw out 95 percent odds that Mrs. Crouch's first name was Goody. <laughs> I mean, it was it was 1870. Uh, basically, your name's Goody, and you're probably getting burned at the Goody stake. And Zed Crouch. <laughs> Were they burning a lot of people at the stake in 1870? Isn't that around the time of the witch trials? If they well, only two centuries before that, but you're close. If it rains stake on you, you get burnt on one. That's the way it goes. <laughs> so saith the Lord, Amen. <laughs> that was in the uh, the the meat apocrypha. Yeah. So you were telling us about Chair, Chairman Meow. Because yeah, I, so Chairman Meow runs out from the house and gorges himself. Uh, I, again, I'm making an assumption about the cat's sex. I guess I, I, I don't know his pronouns. But uh, he gorges himself on the original, uh, let's call it the original pop-up restaurant. Hey. Hopefully it was poisoned. Nope, just regular old meat. This story sucks. Okay. <laughs> now, the thing is, by the time the shower was over, it had covered an area of the farm Roughly the size of a football field with meaty morsels. Pieces were even found on top and sticking to the fence posts. They actually said, this is a a quote that they said, it was enough to fill a horse wagon. And, and everyone's like, what the hell does that mean now? But that was just a thing that they used back then. About the size of a Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this thing was so huge. It was, you know. Bigger than a Walmart. So they used to use horse wagon. Today we use Walmart. Yeah, but literally sense. that is when, when, and not only that, multiple people were quoted as saying, you couldn't have fit in all that meat on a horse wagon. 16 horse wagons to a Walmart is what I always <laughs> use as uh, my, uh... my... My grandpa used to always hum 16 horse wagon tune. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, remember remember in, the, in grade school, in the back of notebooks, they would have those conversion charts? Yes. <laughs> is that in there? Oh, well, I was going to ask One hogshead if... is roughly three and a half horse wagons. <laughs> you you know, if you're ever at the store and you're going to be cooking something, you need to know how many ounces are in whatever. Yeah. Uh, you type it into Google real quick, and it gives you the quick conversion on your phone. And you could type in other numbers because it's literally a, a an keyboard. app you can it's interact with. A keyboard. It's an app you can interact with. And uh, uh, I just I'm wondering if there's a horse wagon active app in Google. Do you well, think? let's we get to trademark that immediately <laughs> because somebody's going to run out there and create it. Yeah. Uh, trademark. We uh, just said we said or yeah. uh, patent. Patented. Patented. It's that that counts, right? Yes. TM. Yeah. Yes. Implied put, verbal consent. Every time I write a sentence anywhere, I just put a little TM next to it. <laughs> <laughs> so Mrs. Crouch uh, thought the pieces looked, she identified them as beef and noted that they ranged in size from roughly a snowflake size, so mm-hmm. both in thickness and in, you know, I suppose, uh, circumference. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> to, suppose. <laughs> 
Good you didn't uh, get into that in that much, that amount of detail. Through all this, Michelle's giving me the vapors. <laughs> Bring me my laudlum. What's your meat <laughs> circumference? <laughs> meat pie? Uh, I, anyway. Meat, meat pie arts. Meat, meat pie arts squared. <laughs> Mince meat pie. Yeah. Yes. Oh. We all bring it back. Uh, mm. To larger strips, uh, up to around four inches long. So there was little meat and big meat. Uh, and this this was a <laughs> this is a pretty I know what you're gonna say this is pretty oh newsworthy this is pretty newsworthy because a hundred and some <laughs> years later uh, we're still talking about it 144 that's right this is the best episode uh, ever <laughs> but the, the thing about it is so that this story actually kind of went viral for the age it made the rounds mm-hmm. people from all of the area scientists. Everything came to the crotch farm to see what happened for themselves because it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, right. They go, no, it really happened. And okay, I got to see this for myself. Though, you know, you're not, by the time you read it in the paper and then go to the crouch farm, you're, you're not exactly seeing the splendor that was the, the meat shower. It'll all of like, you know, gross and old right. and days old and rancid. Well, you're also, you got to think about like word traveling at that time. Like not only did it have to get to the newspaper, that newspaper had to get delivered, but you're, you're, you're rolling in in a wagon. <laughs> like it's probably a three day journey. Well, it's Fargo man here. Yeah. Here's your trumpet. Did he hear about the meat shower down over the crouch farm? <laughs> you're, Why you're do roll- I talk like this? You're rolling in in your horse wagon. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but the, the thing that the people came there, hey, you know, we do- could probably fill this whole thing up with this meat here. Well, you're not rolling in in a Walmart. All right, though. The thing that the people <laughs> really wanted to do, though, and I guess this was fun for them, is try to figure out what the hell kind of meat it was. People assumed it to be beef. That was actually, Brent, that was actually a game they played in, in all versions of life back then. Guess the meat. What, what, what meat's in my mouth? Mm, yeah. What yeah. meat's in my mouth? Turn the lights out. Some said it was extra greasy. Beef or not, most people, though, had no interest in ingesting the meat. Uh, I, there's an interesting <laughs> po- uh, exactly <laughs> then along came this hunter john we need a name for him since let's call him um let's call him butch ah butch, old butch hunter by golly he's gonna try the meat and identify it so old butch picks up a hunk and he literally <laughs> fucking eats it wasn't even i, I guess a few people tried it in, in some of the reports i was reading that is just ballsy oh we're gonna get to the next one in here it's in a powerful. second he butch first decides that the rest of the onlookers are idiots and that the meaty monsoon was bear meat. Meaty monsoon. You are you know a wordsmith. I, I bet you. you Butch is the kind of guy who walks around in the middle of January when it's 12 degrees out in shorts and tells everybody, it's not so cold. Yeah. What are you doing in that coat? Now, I would have cold with, is a state of mind. Yeah. <laughs> I would have went with Dutch, but I'm going to respect your Butch. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I, I, Dutch would have been a valid choice, uh, but, we're, but we went with Butch. Uh, and I think because it was his name. And and Butch decides it was bear meat. Then someone else comes along, John. Yeah, a local butcher. Uh, let's unironically, uh, his name was Hunter. Hunter. Um, I made that up, too. And he says, oh, ho, 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 au contraire. I don't know why he's French, but he, would, he, he was a French trapper. He would be a Frenchman. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's mutton. He's saying it's mutton. Mm-hmm. Well, those are very different. All joking aside. Bear is incredibly greasy. I don't know if you've ever seen it. There's a lot of fat in bear. I've meat. never had bear, nor I. I, I you, most things you can confuse. You know, you could confuse mutton and stuff like that with even deer stuff like that. You could say, oh, maybe it's. I've, it's yeah, I've had pieces of lamb and and like uh, backstrap from venison that taste very similar. Right, kind of gamey. Venison a lot of times is darker. 
you know, it's a, it's a darker red, but when it's chopped up like that, who's to say? But I thought, mm. well, these two guys. Someone are- is to say, because the most crazy part is somebody, like somebody threw some in a jar. And it's still around. Right. Well, we'll oh, and, and we'll get to that. Uh-huh. And, and while we now have the expertise of both Butch and Hunter, it's time to get the opinion of some real motherfucking scientists. That's after the break on Hysteria 51. Thank you for finally uh, addressing me as a real motherfucking scientist. I appreciate that. I can't play yes and with that. I just can't. Yeah. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor. And we use it. Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. Right? <laughs> That's what it, it's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Someone, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer, so it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Oh, come forth, meat. I like to think someone's just out in the field in a pentagram chanting for it to rain because there's a blue sky. And they, really um, um, shibab, um, shibab, and um, they just 
crossed their T's and dotted their lowercase J's wrong, and they called forth meat instead of rain. Like, oh, damn it! Oh, yeah. That's so close. <laughs> it That's rained. So... It... it was the original Burning Man. <laughs> so, gentlemen, not too long after the meat shower, the St. Louis Globe Democrat, a once fine publication, ran a story on the incident saying samples had been sent all about the country to scientists and chemists. And hungry folks. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Give this a shot. See what you think. <laughs> so let's get to some of the theories. because The this theories is what, as yeah. to what the meat was, right? Yeah. So there's this Professor J.L. Smith, and he said it was dried up frog spawn that had been swept up by the winds and graciously rained down on the farm. A lot of these are going to sound crazy, but they're things that have been proven to have happened in mm-hmm. the past. So they're just trying to look at, well, what could this be? Though it's, it's funny that when you hear some of these... Um, explanations quote unquote the way the meat was described by every onlooker it's like it looks like whether whether you think it's bear or beef or mutton it's like raw hunks of beef some small some big i don't know how you could look at that and go yeah frog spawn yeah but john just remember when you're brainstorming there's no stupid ideas that's right that's why that's why i don't brainstorm at work much because (laughs) (laughs) i tend to have really strong beliefs on stupid ideas what or in this case shut up meat storming yeah nice so this next one it comes from leopold brandy's which is just a beautiful name (laughs) this one actually has traction a lot of people say that it could have been this he wrote a journal that the meat in question was nothing more than gnostic bacteria now gnostic is normally this tiny hard to see substance but it expands into these these jelly-like masses when rain falls on it a lot of the the um the meat look like cartilage and pieces like that so that's kind of what they said this was but i looked up a lot of pictures of gnostic bacteria and it looked like marbles like gross little yeah i looked up a bunch Hmm. of pictures too and and even when you find a gnostic colony like a bunch of it together it looks like uh like 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 jelly, like green jellyfish, like uh, like a big bunch of seaweed. And this it, is stuff that has been proven to, to be picked up in the air and come down. But this would have been a giant fucking colony. And it does it. not look like meat. Not to, now, does it taste like bear meat? Did you guys try any? Actually, reportedly, it tastes like chicken, believe it or uh, not. Um, I brought some for you assholes to try. You brought some Gnostic. All right, let, let's see it. That, that just that looks like mushrooms. mushrooms. Yeah. Ignore that. Just eat it. <laughs> you know what? I I'm, pressed my luck a oh, week man. ago, which I feel like he was he was buttering us up to get to this. I don't think I'm going to press. Yeah, my luck no, 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 no. Random mushrooms that are most likely poison. No thanks, Seabot. Yeah. So Brandy's. Uh, I'm sorry. We're just going to call him Leopold because that's a beautiful name. Gave the meat samples oh, yeah. to the Newark Scientific Association for analysis, and Doctor A. Mead Edwards. Came to another conclusion, stating that the meat had been identified as, and this is where it gets crazy, lung tissue from either a horse or a human (laughs) infant. A human infant. The structure of the organ in these two cases are almost identical and hard to tell the difference between. That is crazy. That is like, oh, this is either horse meat or baby. Baby what? Just baby. You know what these doctors are called? Quacks. (laughs) <laughs> yes, <laughs> but they're also called histologist. I had never heard that term before. It's uh, it's uh, someone who studies tissue. Huh. Oh, tissue. I, no, I yeah, I, sounds his, like a genuine scientician. A scientist. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> then you got a doctor. It's almost as if you've been doing too much science. Too much science. Is that possible? Uh-huh. <laughs> a doctor at Louisville College. He burned some and noted it smelled like spoiled mutton. So you got another mutton. He wasn't the only one who thought it was mutton, as we've said. The 
the butcher thought it was at. And eventually, seven samples were examined by several scientists who confirmed two to be lung tissue, three to be muscular tissue, and two were said to be made of cartilage. I'm a scientist. I don't believe in anything. So we know it's meat, but where did it come from? That seems to be the million-dollar question. Um, Before we move on, I'd like to note, I want to ask you fellas a question. We talked about Professor J.L. Smith. We talked about noted scientist Dr. A. Mead Edwards. Whenever we, we talk about a lot of old-timey doctors on the show, but sometimes we do stories from more recent times. Why are the only the old-timey ones the ones that always use their initials? It's always an initial or two and then yeah. a last name. But if we talk about something from current day, it's never the initials. It's always the full name. Uh, uh, my uncle. Please, please, please let me know. I think it's a different time. <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> but for real, though, I had an uncle whose first name was the letter L. Really? His name was L. Grover Roberts. And he went by L LG. It was what most people call L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, well, yeah, but oh. L for him actually was a name. My uncle's first name was the letter L. No, I was implying that your uncle was L. Ron Hubbard. Um, no, I'm just denying that because it's <laughs> it hits too close to home. <laughs> too close to home. <laughs> too soon. No, but for real though, like, yeah, there's just all these old timing. Yeah, it's like a a Sebastian Waldorf. Like it's crazy <laughs> names like that. You're like, that fell out of style. You know that guy made one hell of a salad. That or he was like an oil baron. Like one or <laughs> of something or the other. But but Brent, you asked a really good question. We know it's meat, but where did it come from? Dead meat sacks. It's the only solution. Why? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> to help explain, I composed a song. It's raining. Meat sacks. Hallelujah, it's raining. Meat sacks. In blood. I mean, it's on par with most of his music. <laughs> it, 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 his music has a certain style. His music has a certain style to it. <laughs> I gotta tell you though, I don't think I can call that composing anything. It's just a it's just take up the weather girls. And I also saw some meme online. It's like, what if it's raining men and let the bodies hit the floor? We're just two different views of the same event. <laughs> 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 that's how you get it <laughs> but i'll do your side see about you didn't compose that prove it fine alexa play it's raining men by the weather girls now playing it's raining men 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 men, men. stop why does he keep doing that because i'm right like you said earlier dude, we need new robots we do we really do <laughs> enough of this enough of this gents if this happened to you what would your initial reaction be if you're standing there bright summer day Meat rains down. Tell you what it wouldn't be is uh, going, I wonder what that is. You know, I don't think I'm going to be mm, tasting it. Yeah. Uh, I would, I, oh, number one, looking up to see what the hell's going on. And that's going to come into play with some of the things that we're going to talk about of what it the theories? come from. Yeah. Oh. I would be scouring the sky to try to figure out what's going on. Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Well, he, he took a. <laughs> he took a flank to the eye. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I mean, I think the first thing you got to do is get a little cover. Yeah. Like, if you're just getting slapped in the head. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> when you're on a Kentucky porch I mean, I making if, soap, you don't worry about getting slapped. I know Brent Hand is, is always looking for an opportunity to get slapped in the head with meat, but like most of us would run for cover. Hell! So if you had to um, define what a kentucky meat shower is joe pork chop sandwiches well while you're ducking for cover what would a, a kentucky meat shower be to you <clears throat> been giving this a lot of thought and 
it's inconclusive for me right now, but it definitely involves Butch. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> let's end the break. But when we come back, the collective scientific community, mm-hmm. which is inside all of us, yes. believe they discovered <laughs> our meaty culprit. That's next on Hysteria 51. I have science in me. John, you were you were regaling us with this story of a shower of quivering flesh. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm ready uh, for you to continue. I like that name better. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, Doctor Strangelove or How I Learned to Let Go and Love the Bomb or whatever the name of the movie is. Um, this is Kentucky Meat Shower or a shower of quivering flesh. Yes, All right. I think uh, like a, a pound of flesh from the Merchant of Venice. Well, you know, you pounds. can fit about uh, you can fit about thirty two of those. In a horse cart. Okay. Yeah, pounds of flesh. That's true. I checked. <laughs> Thank you. It, well, I used the conversion. It's So it, that would be what, four four hundred and eighty eight would fit in the Walmart? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> carry carry the two. Pi R squared. Yep, we got it. All right. So now we know it was meat. That's unequivocal. Science and taste. <laughs> I mean, you put the two together, <laughs> it is a deadly, deadly combo. But where in the wide world of protein did the meat come from? <laughs> There's a lot of protein that I don't want showering down. <laughs> yeah, There's enter frog spawn. Enter another <laughs> another way, initial band name. Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah. So who are you going to see this weekend? Oh, going to see Lemon Scented Weekend. Who's opening for him? Uh, Frog Spawn. <laughs> it's at the Wide World of Protein Expedition. <laughs> oh, wow. You know the Wide World of Protein? It's as big as two Walmarts. Yeah. You've been trying to say this guy's name now for five minutes. What? Uh, it, you said it's a good one? Well, it's not a good. It's more. It's another initial name. Okay. Dr. L.D. Kastenbein. L.D. Kastenbein. What did L.D. stand for? Uh, Why are they lo- all L's? A lot of L's. Yeah. It's, actually the, uh, it's actually the character from 16 Candles, Long Duck Dong. Yes. <laughs> it, dong is short for Kastenbein. Yes, that's exactly right. It all works out. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kastenbein also received one of the many samples we discussed earlier, and he also set fire to it. My man. (laughs) I love barbecue. I love barbecue cheese muffins. (laughs) Is that like a hidden side of 1800 science? Was like the first reaction in any scientific endeavor to be like, well, first things first, can we light it on fire, please? My daughter's been coughing for three days. Let's see if she'll burn. (laughs) Like, I'm thinking of like, remember freshman year, like chemistry? Once a week, you had lab, yeah. and the yeah. first thing you did in lab, no matter what, is fire up the Bunsen burner on full, no <laughs> yeah. matter what. It Here didn't we go. matter what the experiment We lost is. more no- notebooks that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, that's that's a fair, fair, fair analysis of 1800s uh, science. However, I would also point out, uh, I, I hate to almost agree with Kyle here, what else would you do when given raw meat? Barbecue that shit. Mm. Right? Yeah. Who doesn't like to fire up the old Weber kettle and, uh, you know, throw on some mystery meat? Well, and not to be outdone by the dude's tasting it, he actually said that it smelled like rancid mutton. <laughs> so we got that going we for We have us. a commonality. But then he gave an explanation as to why it might have happened. And he did this in an 1876 edition of the Louisville Medical News. Now, Joe celebrates their entire back catalog. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, wow. So which uh, <laughs> which was your favorite uh, issue? Was it the take cocaine for the ghosts in your blood? It was the how to hide marijuana in a field of corn uh, <laughs> issue. And by, by the way, if we're talking about the 1870s, it was likely spelled with about 17 extra consonants and vowels. Yeah. Yes. Have you seen uh, the way they used to spell marijuana? Always. Marijuana and children. How much is enough for your good dentistry? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, that would have been heroin, actually. <laughs> or moonshine or something. Yeah. Here we go. I also enjoyed the uh, special supplemental issue on Lodlum. <laughs> <laughs> a swig a day will keep everyone away. It had an old goody crouch on the cover. Like, <laughs> Lodlum and me. Old goody crouch. <laughs> Just sitting there making soap. Lodlum and me, a life of soap and meat. All right, all right. So tell us about the Louisville Medical News. All right, this is the this is the actual quote from Louisville Medical News from Dr. L.D. Kastenbein. The only plausible theory, I'm going to give you my L.D. Kastenbein voice, mm-hmm. the only plausible theory explanatory of this anomalous shower appears to me to be that suggested by the old Ohio farmer. The disgorgement of some vultures that were sailing over the spot. From their immense height, the particles were scattered by the prevailing wind over the ground, he wrote. The variety of tissue discovered, muscular, connective, fatty, structureless, etc., can only be explained by this theory. Yeah, so this is the big one that everyone seems to uh, stick to is this basic theory here is that vultures, they will absolutely stuff themselves because they don't know when they're going to get food again. So carry on birds. They they find a dead thing. And they will stay there until they've digested enough. And now they have incredibly, incredibly acidic uh, stomach acids so that's why they can eat rotted everything right like the, like the alien exactly but that's their There's blood similar yes. yeah but it it still with that they have a ton of it digesting to do so it'll sit in their stomach for a long time and then something comes along and it will frighten them they'll take off they'll get up in the air and they're like shit i'm too heavy to fly they'll puke and i read online that it said if one pukes if they're in a flock or i don't know what a flock of vultures is called they'll all puke like, if they see it once, it's not like, oh, gross. It's just uh, they'll do it so that they can all get away. Well, uh, yeah, uh, because of the smell, like all I, of us. I was about to say, puke, it's, puke. that's exactly right. I was about to say, it's more like humans. Uh, somebody else is puking, all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, there's 50 pounds of used blueberries on the entire <laughs> women's auxiliary. <laughs> Because, you know, vultures sitting there eating three-week-old meat, they're obviously mm. disgusted by things. Yeah. <laughs> Them and Butch. Yeah. That, that's where Butch came from. He was with the vultures was gorging with the, vultures. the carcass of an old deer. So the way I understand what you're saying, Brent, like, it, of course, if they're sitting there and they're way too full and they need to get away from a, a predator, they're going to throw up and take off. But usually they'll do it on the ground. Right. So the, mm-hmm. the, the, this theory states that, they were, that there was a... a gaggle of them that's not the right one but whatever a murder of them a no herd? that's not a hurt sure let's go with herd a peck of, of vultures a peck, a peck of vultures a peck of vultures was flying overhead a Walmart of and vultures. all collectively decided to throw up at the same time so i guess pilot the bombardier had, pilot the bombardier still had some in there. <laughs> and all the vultures were wearing goggles yes. and a leather helmet yes. <laughs> And then they made a joke about releasing the Kraken. Yeah. In theory, for this theory to play out, they would have had to have been in flight and just had enough left in them that they all decided to get rid of it because they were startled or, yeah. you know, having fun with each other. I don't know. And also, what's startling them at that height? There's a lot of holes in this thing. There are. Well, I, there were a lot of things in the air in the 1800s. Most of them were, were alien, as we've known. 
and they probably saw one crash into what can only be described as a windmill and they're like shit cheese it and then they all puked and let it (laughs) rain down here's my problem with this theory if they do it a lot of times they'll do it on the ground so they can fly once they're in flight they're flying number two and this is what i was kind of alluding to i know you try to get out of the way don't you think if there's enough vultures to cover a fucking football field you would see them in flight or somewhere near now i know wind can take stuff but four inch straps raining everywhere and smaller there it's not like i wouldn't think it was miles away and vultures well, let me look this up real quick because i don't want to say this wrong i can I, I don't agree with what i'm about to say okay uh but i i can answer your question brent the theory goes that see vultures can fly really high that's what i'm looking um oh shit so thirty-seven thousand feet the average vulture oh no highest flying bird ever that's the highest no so, um a griffin vulture even other vultures, they can fly high. So yeah, They can fly right. high. So the theory goes that there's a large, an unusually large group of vultures flying really high, and for one reason or another, they start vomiting. Whether they're startled, one just accidentally does it, and the rest kick in, who knows. The collective vomit via wind and gravity wound up raining down upon Mrs. Cou- Mrs. Crouch and, uh, and Chairman Meow, and poof, you have a meat shower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to know what Chairman Meow thought of the taste. You know he was eating the shit out of it. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised there was any left when they came back a week he later. He was pumped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is one other abstract theory. <laughs> this is this is a great one. From This is from back then. Uh, scientists today aren't necessarily buying this one, but the, um, uh, the theory was that two men were sword or knife fighting and got picked up by a tornado. <laughs> And and so you know oh, the swords and knives, shit. and you know chip top chip top 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 little tornado. It turns it basically turns the sword and knives into a wood chipper, and poof, you've got a meat shower. <laughs> I mean, not a year goes by you don't hear about that happening. How can you? I mean, even in the 1870s, you really can't look at, 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 at just using your eyes and go, yeah, that's that's plausible. I don't, All so, right, do you have a theory? I mean, what, oh, let's, what you, I, I, I let's hear yours. I think it's very simple what happened, and I think we're overlooking the glaring probability of what happened was this was a long time ago 144 years ago in a galaxy far oh that's not true but the reason might come from a galaxy far far away the mutilation of cows and horses and was new to the aliens at the time and as they were beaming up a a horse to do uh mutilation on it not on purpose it got caught in whatever tractor beam and just got scattered all over the countryside it was aliens that checks out I mean, it. I would go further believing that than the dual tornado, <laughs> like literally the 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 sword dual tornado theory, dual or tornado. aliens with sorry, my bad. Kind of uh, sounds a little bit closer to home for me. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, what do you think it could have been? This is one I'm I'm just so amazed by. Like I don't, but I don't have a real theory. I it's don't so want there to be a reason. Fascinating. Like. I did see one that at first seemed to make sense to me, which was at some like, you know, meat processing plant, a butcher shop. Was there an explosion? Right. Uh, you know, there's an explosion at the old crouch place. Um, <laughs> but then they're like, well, wouldn't people have seen that if, it, the, if the explosion was close enough to actually fire all this meat out at people? And the other question I have is, was were the crouches being targeted? By this whole situation, what if uh, God would just made a mistake? <laughs> like he's hungover. Yeah. Went, oh shit! What? Oh, I hit meat. 
<laughs> no, no, it, 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 it was that was Goody's original uh, 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 theorem was that uh, uh, God was was uh, seeking retribution against smite the crowd. Smite me, Almighty Meat Smiter. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that's how he goes about it. Yeah. I think there's one other. You get a flank. You get a flank. <laughs> we all get flanks. Every time I think about what the scene would look like in this football field sized area, which is often, <laughs> literally hourly, <laughs> the one thing that for some reason always pops into my head is at the end of Watchmen when Dr. Manhattan kills Rorschach and he just touches him well, and he. Spoiler explodes. alert. And there's like the scene of him all over the snow. This is what I'm wondering. Is this, was it Dr. Manhattan at work? Dr. Manhattan went to pet a cow. Yeah. And, and uh, he was like, ah, oh, crap. And he can, he can, you know, go through space and time. So well, that's the thing. To him, time doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, crucial question that we can move on to John's. Is this, Dr. Manhattan with his dingling dropped out, or is this with the underwear on? Hmm. Fair. Because that's a meat shower that we're all ready for. <laughs> John, hit me. Consider yourself zing. Zing of the day. Oh, if you can't tell, Seabot got his sound effects back. We're oh, back in the our original studio today. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't have a theory, man. I don't know. Like I, the vultures doesn't doesn't. See, what's weird to me is the vultures seem so not like a good theory. And yet, it's this theory that the experts, quote unquote, subscribe to. It seems like the only thing that they could say yeah. this could feasibly have happened, right? But I, what I, what I do instead of taking the time to give you a bullshit answer on uh, what my theory is, because I don't have one. I just think it's cool that it rained meat. Aliens. Uh, I'm going to give you this from Alice Obscura. First, I'm going to read you a, a, something from the article. Every October, around 200,000 people gather in Kentucky for court days, the largest outdoor event in the state. Ever since 1794, locals have bought, traded, or sold various goods at the festival held in the city of Mount Sterling. But in one of the strangest offerings in Court Day's history, Kurt Goad, a professor of art at Transylvania University, handed out meat-flavored jelly beans in 2007 to anyone who would eat them. Some people said the flavor of the dark red jelly beans reminded them of raw bacon. Another pair agreed with each other that they tasted like, quote, strawberry pork chops. Goad, who commissioned the jelly beans with their specific flavor profile, describes them as tasting like a, quote, heavily sugared bacon with metal aftertaste, end quote. So here's the deal. He found an old sample from the meat shower. Which, okay, Joe brought this up earlier. They're still around. They're still around. Yeah. 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 There are there are tubes and vials with amber liquid and pieces of meat. Back where we began, like this is not a theoretical thing that happened. Like the theories are why it happened and what it was. But yeah, that's right. That's right. So our uh, uh, (laughs) the hero of our story of our story kurt uh oh, he has from transylvania from transylvania university yes. transylvania you he had a taste lab analyze the flavor compounds of the meat sample from the meat shower that's what the job i need in, in a bacon. I, don't, I think they didn't i don't think they like literally you don't ate know it. you don't know <laughs> you, i did was was gary oldman lurking around in the background licking his lips while all of this was happening in transylvania he was he said "Ooh, fun i'll be the mommy <laughs> anyway um 
He had the taste lab analyze it and then reconstruct the taste that they found in a jelly bean. So in short, he made meat jelly beans to identify the type of meat that the meat shower was. Wow. The uh, the end of the story, no conclusion was found. Can we buy these? He says he still has some around uh, in the article, but not necessarily for sale. I mean, I've, they've still got the formula, though, so I'm sure. So could he, Yeah, could he provide us the formula or just send you guys one? That'd be a nice artifact to have uh, in the studio. That said, I mean, okay, so now we have another gross jelly bean flavor. It still can't be worse than black licorice. I like black licorice. Oh, you're so gross. Jeez. I like it. Mike and Ike. Gross. Now, I don't like Mike and Ike's. I just don't like the t- I don't know. They're different to me. Sorry, I mean LK Mike. <laughs> but i do like like blackjack gum and and sometimes black licorice black jelly beans are okay though but yeah oh, no gross. thank you no, oh thanks. man i tell you guys this one it sounds so fake but it's true it's like it sounds like one of those things you're like it did it really it really happened that's the weirdest thing about this we normally play an, an hour hour and a half on this show wondering if something happened or not and coming to the conclusion that we have no fucking idea <laughs> And the the one thing that is true here that this happened, uh-huh. right? You're right. Butch tasted it. And Butch tasted it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids. So, what do you guys think it happened? Was it aliens? Was it vultures? Was it alien vultures? Was it just a uh, a duel gone bad in a tornado? <laughs> in a tornado. <laughs> and probably most importantly, how much meat did Chairman Meow actually eat? <laughs> how can they tell us, John? They can. I already told them once. I'll tell them. I'll tell them again. Go to our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. All you have to do: log on to Facebook, search Hysteria Nation. That's right. Or go to Facebook.com/slash Hysteria Fifty One Pod. That is our regular page. You can send us messages on there. Huge shout out to all the people we appreciate so much on Patreon that help us. Week after week, month after month, if you want to go to patreon.com slash stare 51, you can get stickers and t-shirts and posters and pins and all sorts of stuff. Host your own show. Yeah. So make sure you do that. If you want to hear us on Mondays, KGRA radio, KGRA radio.com. We have shows there every Monday night. Now, if you want to be on the show, you can leave us a voicemail. 773-669-7277. That's the phone number. John, I got him with. You You brought some? We are ready to go. All right. Let's hear some. Hey there, folks. Um, I figured I'd call up and give you guys some something that I had uh, discovered when I was in high school. The clap? I had some people talking to <laughs> me about bird? UFO sightings. Oh, like and UFOs. And so I, I just hey. got curious. So I, I looked up a comparison of... Well, there was a map for UFO sightings online mm-hmm. of the U.S., and then there was a map of the U.S. with the major airports. And lo and behold, lap, yeah. pretty much the biggest mecca of sightings also happened to line up with the biggest airports in the United States yeah, pretty people closely. Sh- people shit in the air uh, and they so don't know what it is, but it's probably exactly... I'm saying UFOs are just planes. No, 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 no. What I'm that means is aliens are attracted to airports. What are they going to just land in the field? I'm just plain. Anyway, I, I figured <laughs> I'd just give you that little uh, tidbit. Thanks so much for uh, producing the show. The best part about that was how like quantitative and scientific his, yeah, so his ideas it, It's funny. That <laughs> is a very true thing, but it's also one of those things where they also, MUFON releases these types of maps. Most of those are proven as planes these are just where they've seen them but not like unproven i'm not unproven is the wrong thing to say 
they'll put a pin everywhere someone saw a UFO. Right. Most of those are identified eventually. There's a, a smaller, much, much smaller amount that aren't. They also see things around the sightings of Bigfoot happen to be where the woods are. You know what I mean? There's things like that. They just coincide. But uh, a lot of things can be, uh, I guess, explained away. I don't know, man. Have you ever been to LaGuardia? I'm pretty sure I run into multiple aliens a day. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> and also, there are s- there's so much vulture activity over there. <laughs> most airports. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Every time my plane takes off, just meat everywhere. Here we go. And I have been listening to your show for several months now. What do you say you just says me stuff and you and I go out and bring the whole town down? I mean, since the town left, well, Dad, shit, my neighbor is coming. I must go now. I will call you again soon. I'm sure they said something there. I'm going to have to, like, boost up the audio. I couldn't hear anything. I couldn't hear anything. What did you do? It sounded like a, maybe a, a, a female robot voice. Uh, yes. Yes. That's <laughs> what we'll call it. Hey. I paid thirty dollars already. Where's my building? You guys already. You know, I don't really have the ability to go down all the way to Chicago though, so I was really kind of hoping maybe. I guess you guys could maybe cut off a finger or like a toe or something, and maybe I ship mean, it to me. If he pays shipping, I you know I paid quite a bit of money to be able to sniff you guys. I don't not care us about guys. Number one, someone didn't you read know, the fine print. Seabot would be happy maybe drug you guys and cut something off and ship something. I can pay for the postage. I don't really care. Oh, well. But, you know, I just feel like I should be able to sniff you guys without having to drive all the way down to Chicago. So. This is yeah, a lesson right. in I disappointment. You guys. That's all I care about. <laughs> so, here's the thing. I, every time you've ever said that, I have said, Nope. Not a real thing. It's not available anymore. Oh, you pulled it off? Oh, I did pull it off because one guy uh, literally paid it and said, number one, he was leaving us all these horrible um, negative reviews and things like that. And What? Yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you. You told me this story. He's leaving his negative reviews and um, sending me like hate mail. And he paid the $30 and then said, give me your fucking home addresses. And I oh. said, so this is wow. a bad thing, and it's not going to be there anymore. Okay. So we removed it. See, this is this is what happens when one bad apple spoils the yep. whole. Yeah. One bad apple spoils all of you smelling John Goforth. See what happens? Mm-hmm. And he smells going. like a Kentucky meat like, shower. Like mutton. <laughs> like rancid mutton. Or a human infant's stomach <laughs> tissue. I mean... Infant stomach tissue. I, where how did this go so wrong? All I wanted to do is listen to voicemails, and now people are threatening my life because they can't sniff me. All I want to do is taste some mystery meat. Like, does anybody have? (laughs) I'm the one who had to answer this guy, and and then he was telling me, alter your side. We do not set out to upset anyone. We have a blast. He was telling us how we are we gay bash constantly on the show, and we're rude to everyone and we're just terrible and i'm like i don't think you listen listening to, to the wrong show, show. I don't know if yeah. he's thinking of the right show yeah wow man that's crazy that uh, let's let's listen to uh, uh, another voice uh, another voicemail one more oh guys you need to work on that voicemail anyway um this is uh cia <laughs> underscore a s s underscore et 
No, I'm not a robot. No, I'm not an alien. But uh, I just left a message for Conspiracy Bot um, asking if, you know, maybe they wanted to hook up or something. But uh, I just realized that I didn't leave a number. Although, I'll probably get my number. But, uh, uh, yeah, I just wanted to... Uh, uh, well, that's proof we'll play anything. <laughs> Literally anything. <laughs> but we need to work on that voicemail. <laughs> on it. Siva, did you get a did you get a voicemail from him? My legal counsel tells me I should not answer that. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to smell conspiracy, but it turns out. Oh man, I tell you. So anyway, that's our thoughts on the old Kentucky Meat Shower. And if you guys want to come up with your own version of the Kentucky Meat mm. Shower, Joe's, what's your personal email that they can send that to? <laughs> <laughs> He'll tell you at the pizza party we're going to do right after the show. Well, yeah, I've got uh, I got a stack of business cards to give out. Yeah, just well, meet me uh, meet me down at the James Joyce later. I, I'm going to tell you, Joe, it was your pleasure to be here. So welcome to be here. You are. You, you're a gentleman and a scholar in some situations, this mm -hmm. not being one of them, and I'm glad you could be here. I feel dirty. Can we just end this? With that said, I've been Brent. I've been Joe. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay meat, woke sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.